The following podcast may contain inappropriate language, sexual content, and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a COVID-free episode of Gonzo.moe's no-name anime show. That's right, your boy's throat just hurts cause he talks too much. My name is JP, this is an anime discussion podcast, I'm joined by Noel and Kyle. What's up, Noel? Hey there, how's it going? I'm like the Tony Hawk of anime, and by that I mean it is slowly killing me, but... <laughs> I'm so dedicated to it that all my close friends and associates like aren't willing to sit down and talk to me about it. Nice. And broadcasting live from a dentist parking lot. Kyle, how are you doing? Oh man, I've been discovered. <laughs> it's okay. Me and Noel are at Chili's. Yes. I want that baby back. <laughs> Did a uh, Yes, we're at Chili's coughing on babies. Did Vic actually go to a Chili's or is that just a meme? Uh, no. From what I understand, it's like the parking lot behind uh, some venue where they were doing some kind of con. Well, I know he did the dentist thing because I watched the video, but people were making jokes that he then went to a Chili's, but I don't know oh. if that really happened. Oh, shoot. Yes, yes. He did go to a Chili's. Anyway, yeah. uh, if it's not a Chili's, it's one of those like neighborhood restaurants. TGI Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> I want the bottomless mimosa. I don't know if they have that. Anyway, this is an anime, manga, and sometimes video game discussion podcast. We try to keep it to an hour because we respect your time, but more so we respect ours because I just ain't got time for this shit. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. At the top of the hour, though, I wanted to... Give a quick, I don't know, remembrance. Uh, Kevin Conroy passed away. We found out this morning. Very, very sad news. He was 66. Uh, my understanding is he's been battling cancer for a long time, but I don't know that for a fact. I just saw someone tweet that. Uh, he, of course, is probably best known in the nerd community as playing Batman in the animated series, as well as in Arkham Asylum and in Gotham Knight. Uh, and I think Batman Beyond as well. I don't know if I'm missing anything. Probably just he plays him in most of the Batman animated movies and like quote unquote like the Western equivalent of an OVA like direct to video right. Batman's. But he Let's, doesn't always mm. play him. It's just like ninety, like I don't know, like eighty five to ninety percent of the time. He's like the fan favorite right. Batman. Was that him in that in that dog shit Killing Joke one? I've not seen that, so I don't know. I'm uncertain. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a pretty iconic voice, so I feel like you would know. Right. But uh, very, very sad. Uh, Kyle has decided to review Gotham Knight uh, as a result of this news, which we will get into uh, later on in this. I don't know if I necessarily have anything to say. It's, it's very sad. Uh, I haven't watched Batman since I was very young. My most recent... Exposure to his voice acting would have been when Arkham Asylum came out. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. that was uh, Conroy in The Killing Joke. Uh, but uh, yes, very, very sad. Uh, it is uh, Christmas time coming up soon, so we are all participating in Anime Secret Santa. That is a annual event that was originally hosted by the Reverse Thieves, and it is now ho- uh, hosted by All Geeks Consider, which is our newsbroom uh, friend Vinny's uh, website. I think he's been doing it for four or five years now, and uh, we are yeah, all participating. Up the torch. Uh, so we thought it would be fun to talk about what we got and what we're thinking of watching. And let's start with Kyle. Sorry, all right. I was trying to hit the button. Wasn't working, <laughs> anyways. Um, so yes, I got my picks. Uh, luckily, I am pretty good about putting my stuff down in you know my what my anime trackers. So I did not get a repeat. So my three options I was offered was the Big O. Nice. Which I'm as shocked as anyone I haven't seen because yeah, I, I own I'm, it, the DVD it. from Bondi. Like, that's how long I've had it. <laughs> but I also have the Blu rays. Um, and then my second option is Crest of the Stars, which I don't, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with that? I think it's like some kind of. It was epic on Tech sci-fi TV. Thing. Uh, I've heard that it's really boring, but I am not the best. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, expert on sci-fi anime i've just heard that it's very wordy uh yeah i think that's one of those uh isn't that one of those like five star stories kinds of things i it's i think it's part of one i think it's part of a larger series like maybe it has the word banner in it like yeah, banner, of the, banner stars, of the stars maybe? and crest of the stars i don't know which one is the sequel to the other one uh but i've i've heard it compared to like logh and that there's just a lot of characters and a lot of talking and you need to pay attention to get it i don't know if it's good though yeah i'm not opposed to it but like i'm i'm definitely considering it um and then my third option i was offered is sort of the stranger the movie the, oh um, nice oh and yeah. i've i've obviously seen a few moments from it i know i regularly see like a specific clip or two usually in like sakuga panels mm-hmm. at cons I think it has really well uh, choreographed fights, but I- I'm leaning towards the first two. I'll be honest, like Big O, uh, that's been a long time. Just like I love Mecca, I love that kind of dark deco. I mean, because you know the story, right? Like they did the animation team that did Batman yeah, uh, animated of. series. Like they worked on. They were kind of like, oh, let's just do that ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and then they, you know, Big O comes from that. Uh, I would probably pick Big O if I was you. So I'm leading that way, and, but I am also really curious about Crest of the Stars. So, uh, but if I do, uh, I think I'm going to think about it uh, for the week and probably come up uh, next episode. I'll probably announce which one I'm doing. Officially. Now, are they giving you like both seasons of the Big O or just uh, the first season of Big O? I think that I was because uh, you're only allowed to give 26 episodes total, but I think that right. the Big O is pretty short. I think it's 13 episodes. Yeah. It is. Uh, and then there's a and second season. I forget series, how long which, the second season was. I think that they only specifically mentioned the Big O, but then uh, Vinny, uh, who's been organizing this whole thing, kind of included a little affidavit that's like, Kyle, you can do the whole thing if you want. Well, yeah, I, I believe okay. total it's less than 30 episodes. All right. So you should, if I mean, it's up to you, obviously. Uh, they had right. a, when that aired on a Cartoon Network they accidentally played the, the second to last episode two weeks in a row and it really pissed people off as it would. 
uh, this was like the world premiere because they produced it themselves. And so then the following week, they played the first five minutes of that episode again to troll everybody before stopping it and playing the actual last episode. That's hilarious. Didn't they do the same thing with Eureka 7? They may have. I don't know. So what what did you get, Noel? Uh, Let's see. Well, so there was... There was like a little bit of a miscommunication just because like I don't update my my anime list that regularly. There was like a couple of years where I just didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to play catch up. So originally my choices were Akudama Drive, uh Devilman Lady, and Ranking of Kings. Nice. And then, yeah. And then I had to go back and tell them, hey, guys, I've already seen Ranking of Kings. So could you? Yeah. And then. That's why there's backups. Yeah. So for my backup, they gave me Megazone 2-3, which, uh, yeah, solid, solid group of things. I'm I'm leaning more towards Devil Man Lady and Megazone 2-3 just because, like, those are two things I've always been interested in, like, uh in finishing up like i've read the devil man lady manga i've never seen the tv show These and are all really good options i'm jealous yeah and megazone two three uh that one if i remember correctly i feel like i've seen the first ova but i never saw the rest of it and i was doing a bit of research so i actually got like a like a torrent of like the whole thing with the ADV dub and the streamline dub. Nice. And I had to switch to the streamline dub because famous, the main character of the first episode is like renowned anime voice acting pariah, Victor Marinara. Oh my God. Vic (laughs) plays the main character. Yes. At least in the first episode. So yeah, that's fine. Well, I think, I think they all take place like several years apart. So oh, okay, I've only seen the first one, but I know that they're each directed by different teams. And I want to say at least one of them is like far into the future. I'm not sure though. Okay. Isn't like one of them directed by the Mezzo guy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Captain Doggy style Yasuomi Umetsu. Got you. And yeah, so, and y- yeah, like I said, like I'm I'm always a big Gona guy guy, so you give me something like that. And Devil Man is like one of my favorite mangas. So I've always been interested in seeing more Devil Man Lady. Well, mine Akudama Drive is like the outlier of that, but I'll still watch that too. Akudama Drive is pretty cool. I've watched maybe the first half. Hmm. It was uh very enjoyable. I just I was I was watching the simul dub and I caught up and then like the simul dubs during COVID took really, really long. Right. So I forgot about the show by the time the rest of it came out. But that's a fun one. Uh, whether you watch it for this or not, I would still recommend checking it out. Okay. Uh, so mine were not nearly as powerful, but I think they're still good. Uh, I My first one was a mistake. Uh, Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. I didn't realize that I did not tag that on my analyst. Uh, so that was on me. It turned out I also didn't tag Ninja Scroll, so I'm a bad person. I did tag uh, Cyber <laughs> City, though. Uh, I got Bloom into You, 
which I'm not super familiar with outside of that I know it's a Yuri series. Yeah. And, and that I've heard it's good. That much I've heard. I don't know anything about it other than that. Uh, they recommended that to me because I had seen Anohana. Uh, hmm. I got Gunsmith, Gunsmith Cats. Oh, awesome. That is the one that I'm leaning towards. Uh, and then my backup is Metropolis uh, from Rintaro. Yeah. Oh, you can't go wrong with Rintaro. You can go wrong with Rintaro. Have you seen <laughs> X the movie? Or well, Doomed you know, Megalopolis? Uh, why don't we just look beyond everything bad he's ever done and say, you can never go wrong with Rintaro. Didn't Osamu Tezuka hate Metropolis? Or like they had to wait until he died to make it because he was like, no. Well, Metropolis, like that's originally a Western movie. Yeah. Is it is the anime version based on a manga? I thought it was based on a Tezuka manga. Yeah, I think there's a I think the story is there's a Tezuka manga called Metropolis that they wanted to adapt, and he was just like, No, I don't want that. Now and then he died, and they're just like, "Well, you can't want anything now. You're dead. Bye." Yeah. Well, this is to be fair. This is like trivia that I heard on Anime World Order 15 years ago. So take that with a grain of salt. I feel like that's extremely trustworthy, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, So we have uh, three things to talk about this week. Well, I guess we could do a Chainsaw Man update if you want. Um. Kyle, are you watching Chainsaw Man? I'm waiting to get it to the end. I was told by someone who is watching the show and knows me well enough, and they said, Kyle, you don't want to watch this week to week. And I just trusted them. So I'm going to get it all at the end. I guess that's fair. The problem is that they're not going to come anywhere close to finishing the story. No, I know. They're but maybe going to get... recommended I wait at least until the end of the, the, you know, of the season. Oh, that's fair. Have you read the manga at all? No, I'm going to be coming in at it completely clean. Uh, I I do think I want to start on the anime. Okay. Well, I guess I'll try to do. No, go ahead. Sp- I, I won't. I, I I don't know enough about it that it'll stick in my head. Yeah. So you can just go ahead. I'll mm. I'll try not to be too. Sp- I mean, nothing really happens in Chainsaw Man. If we're being honest, I've read the whole manga. But- it's just a an lot action series. In Chainsaw Man, it's just an action series. Everybody dies. Nothing matters. It's all about nihilism. There's a DDR sequence. About stuff happens. In I Chainsaw I didn't Man. like. I guess the important thing is I really really like the anime, and I did not like okay. the manga. Gotcha. Uh, this, I guess, to me, it's it's holding up. Uh, I think that so far the first episode was the weakest. Which is insane mm-hmm. saying that, but it's to yeah, me it's increased in it quality. Been, yeah, it has been like steadily ramping up. I thought that the uh, I'm speaking purely of a production value standpoint. Like I thought the first episode looked kind of hokey at points, and it's looked mm-hmm. great ever since. Uh, maybe they got criticism for like leaning too heavily on the CG. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they did. I know there was like a whole lot of discussion about that and, uh, people going like, well, it's not really CG. They're just kind of like rigging, uh, and then animating over the rig or whatever. Uh, I really like power a lot more now that, now that she's talking, I, (laughs) I didn't see, I think the problem with me with chainsaw man is I just had trouble 
Like when when there's nobody speaking to establish like the tone or there's no music to help with with tone, I have trouble sometimes understanding like the mood of certain scenes in manga. Mm. Uh, and so like when I originally read Chainsaw Man and he's like, I want to touch some titties. I was like, this is a stupid book. I can't do this. But when I watched <laughs> it in the anime, I was like, this guy rules. I love boobs. <laughs> So, <laughs> so like when it's <laughs> when it's like joined by like uh, a whole uh, like a complimenting backlight behind Makima to like accentuate her boobs and him going like oh my goodness God is saving me from the gutter. Well, then- I think I just understood where he was coming from more when I was able to see it in action. Because I guess I maybe I just read it too fast and I didn't understand that like he had nothing to live for and he was just like, I don't know, boobs seem cool. I guess that's my new goal in life. Okay. And when I read that, I I guess I was just so like brain poisoned from fan service anime that I'm like, great, another one of these. <laughs> but it 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 just like that moment play I know I'm just, like, harping on this titty moment, but like that no, moment you know played what? so I- much more effectively in anime than it did in manga for me. You know what? I I have seen that like uh, angle from a lot of people going like, oh man, he just wants to touch titties. That's dumb. And yeah, I I agree with you on that. Like it could just be a case of people being like too used to like that just being a joke character. Yeah. Well instead of like, yeah. It's so much more clear in Chainsaw Man the anime to me that that is a commentary on that mindset. Whereas in the manga, I thought it was just another dumb, like, titty joke. Mm. But it's, it's like, super apparent that, like, he gets to touch that boob, and he's like, well, uh, fuck, now what? That wasn't even right, that good. Yes. And, like, <laughs> that moment just didn't play uh, as effectively for me in manga. Oh, okay. To huh. say that a hundred times in a row. Okay, like the scene where it like it happens, and then power is just like, well, you touched titties, way to go. Let's yeah. go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to me, when I read the manga, I guess again, I was just so jaded and looking for things to hate. It wasn't as obvious to me that Makima is like grooming Denji. Oh, oh, very much so. Yeah. Uh, and his, uh, I don't remember his partner's name, but that he's also just manipulating him. So, uh, I, oh, who, oh, who Aki, is that his name? The guy with the weird top knot thing? Yeah. Yeah. Just everybody's a dick. They're all using him. And well, Aki's being manipulated too. Well, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nobody is innocent in Chainsaw Man, but they're also all victims. Right. That's kind of the, the ongoing theme of Chainsaw Man, except maybe some of the people in power are bad people. Um, and also, right. you know, fear rules our world. Yeah. Really yeah. Well, no thing with the gun devil didn't, I guess it didn't really connect in my mind, which is ironic because I read it during like a whole like police brutality protest and I didn't put the pieces together that, oh, wait, mm. this is a commentary about gun violence. Right. Yeah. And I'm just a moron. I need to, it's I guess, get like, better at reading comprehension. Yeah. Like the, the most powerful devil out there in this world were like, uh, devil's power is measured by like how much it is feared is the gun devil but uh yeah chainsaw man is dope uh my real only complaint is 
why the fuck is this only one core? Like, we're going to be watching Chainsaw Man into 2030 at this rate. <laughs> like, it's a hundred... Chains- Chainsaw Man, a hundred years. A hundred years Rick and Morty Chainsaw Man. 2030 is in 10 years, Noel. It's in eight years. Yes, I realize that. <laughs> I understand that. Um, it's just like... <laughs> I know the manga is not that long, but like we're not even going to get it like 10 volumes in, I don't think. And it's what, maybe 25 volumes? I'm not sure. I know oh, it's no, not it's super like, long. Yeah, no, it's like 12 volumes. Oh, it's 12. If I remember okay. correctly, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to need at least at least three seasons, I think. Maybe four. But Oh yeah, I'm sure we're I'm sure we're getting three seasons and I'm I'm sure you like say that there's no way to really, I, I don't know about that. I mean, the way in which anime production schedules have to be planned out in advance, like, well, we're this still is the kind of thing where I think he would adv- like announce early, like, Hey, like we have, we put the first three C, you know, like the three, whatever into production, but I, I'm not worried about See, it getting like, made because we're still getting yeah. Jojo's and my hero and chainsaw man is like a best-selling award-winning manga. It's yes, going to happen. Also it's being, and it's being produced by Mappa, who like love money and don't care about like working people into dust. So, I just yeah. I don't know why they didn't do a twenty-four episode season out the gate, but whatever. How many series are getting twenty-four or twenty-six episode? Yeah, but like, like My Hero, Jujutsu Kaisen, other series that are on the same level as popularity. Certainly, no, I get I it. I'm just saying that, like, I I see even popular series though, and they're only getting like the 13. Yeah, I, I think this I don't know what it is. Gundam show is getting uh 24, 25 episodes. Yeah, but it, but that's unusual for Gundam, kind of, because most Gundam series tend to be 50, like in the 50 range. Well, like more so nowadays, most Gundam shows are like 24 episodes, and then they do a second season that is also 24. I, to like round out to 50 or something. You know what was a 24 episode robot show? I sure love my racist robot or <laughs> whatever that show is called. What? I can't remember what it was called. They had little Pokemon that controlled their robots. We did multiple reviews of oh, it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a freaking. Yeah, I can't remember. Stop. No, now I can't remember. I think either. their Pokemons were called like Gimes or something. The, the one was called Guy and. Oh my god. That show was so awesome, but it was definitely had like alt-right radical undertones. Damn you, damn you, JP, like the the anime brain rot has spread to me. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll have to look back a couple seasons. That show ruled cuz I think he drop kicked a robot in like the second episode. <laughs> And I love that the commentary for that show, everyone was like, all right, so maybe just turn the subtitles off because the politics in this show are really foul. But holy shit, that guy just knocked a robot's head off with a giant rifle. Yeah, it's called a mime. A mime. Of the Borderland. There That's we go. it. God, that show ruled. I never watched the second half. Uh, I started watching the second half. It was kind of fun. And I forgot about it. Uh, because other stuff was happening. Let me tell you, you guys both forgetting the name for multiple minutes was a real ringing endorsement. And look, I'm not <laughs> saying it's the best show ever. It just had some cool robot fights. But it was definitely right. a show like, you know what was great? Old Japan. And then we let those foreigners <laughs> yes. in. Yeah, back in the days when we were making pots in ovens. And then they, you know, they did like really racist depictions of other countries. Yeah. It was not... Uh, 
not a show where you want to actually read the dialogue. Yep. Japan was better when we were doing tea ceremony and arranging flowers. But the robot battles were really sweet. It's also the show where I feel like there was an episode where they like rebuilding a city because obviously the foreigners destroyed it. Right, yeah. They're like, man, you're really good at building houses. And he's like, well, actually, I'm the world championship at the video game about building houses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like the best Minecraft player. (laughs) What is anyway, uh, Kyle, you watched Gotham Knight. I did. I watched Gotham Knight. Uh, I'm actually really lucky I did because I missed the news this morning. And I only know I literally two hours before we're recording this, I went onto Twitter and I went, oh. And I had to go digging in my, you know, my boxes to go find my Blu-ray of Gotham Knight. And eventually I found it, but that I just finished it right as we were beginning to record. So very fresh. Uh, It's funny because I don't remember. I've seen this once before. It's been Mm -hmm. a long time, though. Uh, So this was the second of the major kind of like Hollywood anthology style anime uh collections that we got right yeah because it was animatrix yeah. this and star wars are kind of the three big ones oh uh, there was oh, a, another one we also got a halo the, one. Oh, there was a halo one yeah. yeah but that's not hollywood but you know what i mean that's like still the west it's still like uh, a major western property it, yeah. it counts yeah. I, I count them together um, and there was also the Dead Space yeah. one when that was like that was better than playing the video game thing. There's a Dead Space one, and we also got one that actually wasn't an anime, but it was trying to do the Animatrix thing. Um, it was for that Dante's Inferno game, but I think it was actually uh, a Western animation studio, like maybe oh from God. France or something. That movie was okay. awesome. So remember it? Like a horse drop kicks somebody in that movie. Cool. I think. Uh, so the way to get to JP's heart, we've discovered drop kicks. something drop, drop kick kicks. something else. JP is here for it. Dante's Inferno. I did. It's no longer online, but we did a podcast on that like 15 years ago when it came out. It's a, it's a cool style. So the thing that I think immediately jumps out, and this is so funny. I didn't notice this until maybe four shorts in. I think there are a total of six. Uh, so four shorts in, though, I realized that all of the stories seem to take place within the like quote unquote Nolan verse, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which gross. really places this at a very specific time. Nice. Well, isn't the first short like basically one of the old episodes of the animated series? Yes. So the first one, it's a bunch of kids are convening after the end of like a big adventure filled day. And they all start telling a story about, yo, I had this crazy adventure and they start describing Batman. Yeah. Except that one kid imagines Batman, like a, a strange ghost, like specter person who can just like turn into a wisp and reappear behind you and is teleporting. And is like super fantastical. And then the second kid is like, nah, nah, you're whack. I remember Batman like this, and it's like Batman as a gar like a human gargoyle with realistic flapping wings. Oh, and the person's like, nope, Batman was a robot. He <laughs> fought the guy. They're <laughs> just like, all right, so cool. And then it ends with the the fourth kid who totally missed all of this and is just like, nothing ever happens to me. Well then Batman breaks in for real. Apparently he's just been like following these kids all day. He's been chasing this villain all across town, and the villain's just really obsessed with these kids for some reason. He comes crashing in, and the guy tries to sneak up on Batman, but then the kid uses his skateboard, and he smacks the guy upside the head 
saving Batman's life. Oh God! This- Batman thanks him, and you know he moves away, and it's supposed to be cool because you saw all these really fantastical kind of. You know, like you saw these versions of Batman, which are technically "quote unquote" cooler, but then the one that leaves the biggest impression is the one where Batman appears, kind of like the way in which he's drawn makes him look like a schlubby forty-year-old. I mean, <laughs> in real life, that's probably what Batman would be. But also, we got a, a villain chasing after kids. What is it, Matt Walsh? Yeah, just like imagine Batman is a King of the Hill them. character. That's kind of how. He- Batman is drawn in this particular short. <laughs> well, like I think the whole thing, especially with this and that Batman, the animated series episode is, is really just talking about like how perspectives differ between like so many people, because like, Hey, Batman might be like a, a machine of vengeance to some people. And like, Batman's a ghost. So it's like, nah, Batman's literally a Batman, but yeah, at the end of the day, he's a guy in a bat suit. Yeah. But he he exudes this this like aura about him that makes people believe that he's more than that. It it really is a bummer that, you know, Batman raised us to believe that billionaires would turn into super cool like crime fighters, but in reality they just like They just buy Twitter. They buy and, Twitter uh, <laughs> and they're really anti union. Yes. Ooh, those villains. Yeah, the real villains are the workers. How dare they want more than $10 an hour? Yes. Well, of course I want more than $10 an hour. How am I going to pay for Twitter? Hey, I'll tell you what. Not getting union benefits would turn me into the Joker. <laughs> okay, right. sorry, so, Kyle. You know, the, the first section's pretty good. Um, it, the thing is, I think the biggest problem, and I'm just going to say this before I go into any of the other segments, is that the thing about the Animatrix is that the Matrix, in and of itself, is an interesting concept. <laughs> and then the Matrix, and then like, and then the Matrix has is full of characters who are interesting. So you can go a lot of directions. The problem with a Batman anthology series is that Batman is the only interesting thing in series. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yo, the first hey. segment's about Batman, and then the second segment. It's also about Batman. Yeah. And then just do that for like four more. And then boom, you've got yourself an anthology. Yeah, I feel like it had some interesting stories. Like, uh, what about that one about where he gets like the magnetic shield that deflects bullets? Yes. And I do think that is one of the, here's the thing. Like, it's weird, right? Cause it's very much like a different kind of Batman than you've seen. Like in this Batman, he's like the whole time he's doing all this stuff indirectly. Like he's using ma- like his weird magnetic, electrosphere technology to like make a like a gang boss's golf club get thrown into the air randomly making him look like an idiot and he's doing a lot of stuff that's just like very hands-off um but the the cool thing about that episode right um so it's about again he just he gets this new technology right he's working with lucius fox and they develop this thing that is able to just make bullets completely bounce off him he's impervious he's it's like a like the craziest magic trick right but then of course the as the episode goes on the other shoe drops right because the thing about a magic trick as christopher nolan would go to great lengths to tell us in the prestige um right you have to make it reappear right so he makes the bullet disappear well at the end of the episode surprise he makes it reappear in a criminal (laughs) 
And boom, and, and you know Batman, the he's bullet. not about shooting people, but because yeah. he deflected the bullet, it's like he shot it. Doesn't and now count. he's responsible. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So he has to like eventually at the end he kind of goes like I'm not going to use this. Like this is this is too good. Like this is not what I signed up for. Like I have my ethics and even though this would turn me into like a superhuman, it would be a breach of my code of ethics. And yeah. you know, that's a pretty good episode. You know, it's a pretty nice short. I will say though that the like a lot of them are just not that great. Like a lot of them are really like they might be well animated, but they're just such like of a of a nothing. Like one in particular, it takes place apparently right after the movie Batman Begins. And we have like, oh, scarecrows making people scared. I gotta go track him down. And he does do that. <laughs> And then Batman gets infected and he's seeing a bunch of weird stuff. And like the animators are like putting weird glowy worms all over people's faces and Batman. But the whole time Batman in the episode, it's just like people being like, what to do with then Batman's like, I know exactly what to do. And then he just does it. Great episode. Very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that the great thing that, um, you know, uh, especially in uh, light of uh, Kevin Conroy just dying is that, Regardless of the story, right? Like the thing that really connects these more than anything else is that no matter how Batman looks or how he's characterized or what like each individual creator or animation team really wants to do with it, like the thing that really makes it the same through all of them is that it's always the same voice, right? Like mm -hmm. Kevin Conroy, the great thing about his performance of Batman is like we've seen a lot of Batman, a uh, Batman come over the years, right? We've seen Michael Keaton, we've seen uh the others, Robert I got, Pattinson, I just, like, Ben Affleck. <laughs> right, yeah. I like a lot. And here's the thing. I like a lot of those Batman, but like, would you <laughs> like say that, that any of them is definitive? <laughs> I love that the plural of Batman uh, is Batman. <laughs> yeah. The good old Batman. You know? uh, yeah, like, I would say, I would say Conroy is far more definitive than those guys. And I mean, for us, certainly because we grew up watching the cartoon oh he's he's yeah. still like the thing you have to understand is he's still playing like conroy still plays batman all the time in the anime like it's not even just like an animated series thing like if you watch him in most animated things or like even video games like a, most of the time you're listening to kevin conroy like he's been a multi-generational batman mm -hmm. yeah. right so when you hear when it, it's this thing that really is great at connecting him because i mean like you might only see Batman pop up in like for a second in these shorts. I mean, he only has one line of dialogue in that first segment where all the kids are doing the Rashomon. Like, here's yeah. my story. Here's your story. He only, he has one line of dialogue at the end. And that's like, but you see him. And even though he doesn't necessarily like look like Batman, you go like, oh, that's Batman. Because of course it's Kevin Conroy. How long are, are these on average? I don't think any of them is longer than 15 minutes. I think like like between 10 and 15. I think there's six shorts. The whole thing's about 75 minutes long. Okay. Um, I want to say though the best one. This is my favorite and it's the weirdest one. It's the second. So in this one, it focuses on two of the like detectives who are, if you read the comics, you know them. It's, uh, it's like Matoya, I think. Uh, and then, but it's like two of the, two of the detectives who work for, Gordon's office and mm. one of the guys just like yo I didn't sign up to be picking up after a vigilante and they're delivering delivering a criminal who's uh, like an escaped lunatic from Arkham they're mm. delivering him back but the way the animators drew it so it's they draw Gotham like it's a city state 
or another like like a police state. Like imagine like a futuristic police state. The whole thing is just like put like those giant illuminating like searchlights everywhere pointing and there's just like strange fires and you're just looking at it and you go like oh like this is a city at like war with the future and with the past and like with itself yeah new york city more blimps than you would expect in a exactly yeah (laughs) right and then they go to arkham and arkham is its own little fiefdom uh, its own little island that is separated f- by a moat from everywhere else and they drive in and it looks like the city of Oz it's all painted in this green lighting and you just go like yo <laughs> this is some like and the music is playing and it sounds like we're looking at like a feudalistic Japanese castle nice and it's really cool and then when Batman appears he literally the way they the only way to characterize him is like badass Oba uh, Oda Nobunaga <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the 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 famous Japanese general who's just like yes. Every time you see Batman in this episode, he's emerging from the flames with a Najinata. No, his name isn't it Oda. Is it isn't it Oda Nobunaga? No, yes, no, no. I thought Najinata is a weapon. Yeah, yes. no, but Nobunaga. So uh, the guy from the uh, di- you know Dynasty Warriors yes. or like the, no, I was Oda saying Nobunaga's that ambition. I'm implying that Oda Nobunaga would have had a Najinata. Right, right, right. I understand now. Uh, it's a limerick, if you will. I just love to see Batman. Like every time you see him, he's literally surrounded in flames, and you just go like, "Oh, this is the man who will co- who has come here to unify the forces of order against chaos." I get it, one hundred percent, and it's such like a great Japanese representation of Batman, uh, and it's really cool. But even then, like a lot of the time, like I don't know, they're just. Even the best ones, I, I don't think that we get anything as memorable as, say, you know, like World Record or the, World like, of- a lot of the animatic shorts I still think of to this day. Like, the whatever of Phantasm. They're, they're really good ones. I, I'm, I'm, I really love uh, so many of the animatic shorts, right? Like, a lot of animators made their mark. I mean, that's where Takeshi Koike, like, made his mark and became a name. Oh, Animatrix. Able- I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the other Batman animated things. Now, um, I know that there's the Ninja Batman. I wonder if, uh, I don't know if Kevin Conroy voices him in that. But. See, I have heard nothing but good things about that from people who have good taste and nothing but bad things from people who have bad taste. Well, didn't Trigger work on Batman Ninja? I am not sure. That's fair. I haven't seen either of them. Mm. You know, my... Uh, something that I'm thinking about as you're talking about this is I really hope that they don't use fucking AI to have Kevin Conroy play Batman in perpetuity. Oh, oh God, no. Oh, God. Because I, so I just watched all three of the Halloween, the new Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. And in the second film, they didn't use CG to do it. I, they like dressed up a guy and used like prosthetics, but they made somebody look and sound like Donald Pleasance. And it just felt disrespectful. Donald Pleasant was is. the doctor in the original Halloween. He passed away during the filming of Halloween 6. That was in the 90s. Uh, so when I saw him show up in this movie that came out in 2020, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Right. It's some, it's some fucking like, what, marionette bullshit. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Or like they did yeah. with... Uh, what is it, Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars movie? Oh, it's, oh yeah, uh, it's instantly yeah. just a mood killer. Uh, you can tell that they're not human. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a real bummer. Yeah, and seriously, and it's just like, yeah, like I, 
I've always liked Conroy's Batman because it, on top of him having a very iconic voice, I feel like his, like the depictions of Batman, he usually ends up voicing, uh, really see Batman as far more of a well-rounded character as opposed to like these last few movies that are frankly like written by idiots who all they see with Batman is, Oh man, he's real rich. Where as like the concept of Batman being a billionaire is really just an explanation for why he has like a plane and shit. What are you know they, what I'm saying? Yeah. What do they call I forget what the phrase is. Is it like hero complex or like God complex? Uh I can't For who in particular? Like with, if you look at like a superhero and you wish that you were them. I can't think of what the word is. It's like the male equivalent of a Mary Sue. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Gary Stu. Gary Stu, that's Yes. I yeah. Uh yeah, bet well, I I read and I don't know if this is true. Because, you know, it's just stuff you see on Twitter. But I, I was reading that Kevin Conroy's performance of Batman was informed by his struggles as a gay man in Hollywood. And so huh, that might be why his Batman is more nuanced than the power fantasy. That's what I'm looking for. Than the power Very fantasy nice. Batmans. Because mm. uh, yeah. he compared, at least in the tweet, was comparing like, I don't know if he lost a lover uh, somehow, but comparing that to Batman losing his parents, and that's how he informed that performance, is huh. at least if that tweet was true. Okay, because I could see that because I feel like uh, in his performance there is like a a difference between Batman and Bruce Wayne, but the difference is more nuanced and subtle and noticeable as opposed to just like putting on a silly gravelly voice which is what a lot of the movie Batman do. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like. I, uh, this doesn't really have anything to do with Batman, but when I think about Batman, I think about, I worked on this show called Hunters. And in, I think it's either episode two or three, one of the characters, whose name is Booty Hole, by the way. I'm not making that up. <laughs> His name is Booty Hole. He gets stumbling drunk and this movie takes place in the 70s, so I want to say that's around when Batman was like starting to come into popularity. And so they talk about Batman a lot. And he's hammered. He's like talking to his friend like, "Oh man, you're you're just like Batman. You're you're Batman. I'm like Robin, you're Batman." And then he like passes out drunk. And I think about that all the time when Batman comes up. <laughs> that's funny. I'm not Batman. You're Batman. Anyway, so do you know if this is streaming anywhere? And if it is, if it's like broken up into chunks? I would imagine if it's anywhere, it's probably on HBO Max, right? Because it's a Batman thing. Like they own all the Batman stuff. Because I'm I'm just wondering, because you said that, you know, one of them, like if, if you could say, hey, just watch this one, if it's easy to just go on HBO and only watch that one, or if you have to like fast forward to it. Yeah, I'm not certain. I I have the physical Blu-ray. That's mm-hmm. how I watched it. I uh, but I would imagine. I mean, I think it's probably structured like a movie. Like I don't think they would separate into episodes because they're too short. Oh uh, yeah, you know I mean, like it's only meaty if you put them all together. Yeah. So it sounds like mostly a no-go, but a couple no, honestly, of them are worth I, I watching. I had a better time than I remembered. But if 
I, I just know yourself, right? Like, if you like the ma- the Animatrix, and that's like, I would just put it against that and be like, not nearly as good. Like, yeah, maybe half as good. <laughs> but there's, you know, but that's like the total package. I mean, I was taking notes during this, and literally, there's like the last f- f- two or three. Uh, there's no notes. I'm just like, oh, right, that was a thing that happened in front of my eyes. Cool. Well. <laughs> The Animatrix was in a unique position, too, because only the first movie had come out. And yes. I don't know if the Wachowskis had a full like character arc planned yet, but there was a lot of room to expand on the narrative. And yeah, and they gave the... They, and they're big fans of anime in particular, right? So the right. Wachowski sisters, they gave a lot of leeway to the um, creators of like, hey, like you know, let's work together, but like you can ultimately kind of do your own shit and just like go play off in your corner of our thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, if- I think that they would, I think that they wrote like the things ultimately, but I know it was more of like a collaborative thing. And there was a lot, whereas this, it feels much more like even looking on Wikipedia, I was trying to find out who did the first segment because it looks a lot like tech on Crete, uh, tech on It really does. Yeah. Like it's a four degree Celsius um, animation. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, like I know what this looks like. And I was trying to look at who directed it. And it only mentions the writer who's an American writer and then the animation studio. So I got the feeling that, you know, Warner Brothers, despite being the same company behind the, you know, the, the Wachowskis and like the same, like I have a feeling they kept the money much shorter leash. Wait, did um, the Wachowskis it, write the Animatrix? Yeah, a lot of them. I don't know if they did all of them, but I know that if you, like in the credits of each one, they say who wrote and who did each one. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't like know they that. They worked very closely with the Animatrix. That was like, that was not just something that they handed off and like let go. It was like, no, no, we want to be a part of this. Oh, we really love anime. Cool. Yeah. It, well, and I guess kind of completing that thought, uh, you know, they've been making Batman stories for, you know, they never stopped. So there's yep. less room to explore and do something unique. Whereas, like, if the Animatrix came out now, I don't know if people would be nearly as excited because we've gotten so many iterations. I mean, even the Wachowskis are tired of the Matrix. I My understanding is, is they were forced to make that new movie, and I don't remember which one, but one of the sisters just said no uh, yeah. and decided to work on their own shit. But anyway, sounds uh, sounds like it's worth checking out, but not investing, you know, fully into yeah if you hopefully don't... see if it's streaming i yeah. wouldn't buy a copy of it i'm looking it is on hbo max nice i will say it was tough to find that because i kept like putting in gotham night and it it would keep bringing up that new video game on hbo so... max like a trailer of it no no oh, you were googling was... yeah when i was googling it so like yeah freaking way to go uh warner brothers you really like fucked yourself seo wise um, Google is, I, I was joking the other day about how, like, if you want to actually Google something, you have to type what you want and then type Reddit after it, and then you'll find a useful search <laughs> result. And I stole that from a tweet, but you know, it's unbelievable. Um, so I'm going to very quickly talk about hunting in another world with my elf wife. Cause we're going to go over talking about one piece, but I promised this for a month. So I have to talk right. about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I first heard about this on the news broom or no, I think, uh, one of the writers at ANN tweeted about it when it got announced and they said something to the effect of, you know, I love that we're at a point with anime 
where you can have such a super specific fetish and it gets made. You know, here's a story about a guy who has a tall elf mommy wife and she loves his gun and they go hunting together. And, you know, there's a market for that. And we laughed about that on the news broom and then it came out, uh, you know, I guess at least a month ago because that's when I first talked about buying it. And so I read three-fourths of it in preparation for this. I didn't have time to finish it. It is embarrassingly good. Uh, it's not <laughs> It's not like good, like, hey, man, you got to check out this manga. But it's like the idea is so over the top that that carries it, at least, you know, through one volume. Because uh, I've read, you know, dumb elf fetish manga before like i have i live next door to a hot elf and that was terrible it was a slog to read and i think i gave up before i finished the volume and it takes like 40 Mm. minutes to read a volume of manga uh (laughs) whereas this when i opened it up i was like oh my god the first chapter is almost 100 pages kill me and then i get partway in i get three pages in and i'm just like this is the greatest manga ever written um so when uh, when it opens up, they're hunting, but on page two, there's always already a big ass shot. Page three, our main character gets eaten by a bear. That's how he gets isekai. He gets eaten by a bear. And I just, I love how like, obviously this was written by committee because page five, so we're not even like, what, a quarter through a Shonen Jump length chapter. And they just explicitly say, you're in another world. And I was just like laughing. Like they don't candy coat it at all. It's just like very clear. This was written by committee. This is about banging elves. You're in another world. We're going to make it so you can like buy ramen uh, with your magic bag, your magic Legend of Zelda bag. Yeah, and he have, like has a gun, right? So I guess he can buy ammunition he for that. He can, yes. He can buy because he has, his magic bag is connected to like I don't know, the equivalent of like a hardware Hanks or whatever. I think that's a, or an Ace Hardware or something or a, like a fleet mm-hmm. farm. So he can buy anything that would be at this fleet farm that's in America. Uh, but he wow. has to pay real money for it. Um, then where's he get real money from? I don't know. He, he cashes out his bank account before they close it after he dies. What? Um, what? Using the magic bag. <laughs> But one, the one, so I don't know a lot about guns, right? My understanding is that this is a real gun. They gave it a actual name in here, I think. Oh, God, I found, because they go into detail about how his bullets are constructed. Uh, fuck, they had it in here. It's like an M something or another. I don't know. But it's a M- real. 1911? Is that, are you, did you just Google that's a, it? That's a gun. <laughs> yes, why not? Uh, it's a half rifled shotgun due to Japanese sword and firearm laws. Oh, here it is. It's an M eight seventy half rifled pump action shotgun. Got it. But what's crazy to me, and now this is me not knowing anything about guns is it has a scope on it. I feel like if you shot a shotgun while looking through a scope, you would lose your eye. Am I crazy? Wouldn't the kickback just take your eye out? No. Well, would he be hunting with a shotgun? Well, he I talks like about he's... because it's a rifle well, yeah, shotgun. You, people hunt with shotguns. They're they're more accurate than they are in video games. They're you know. Uh... But it's, it's because it's rifled. They say it has a uh, longer distance and more accuracy. 
like up to, I think it's at a hundred meters or something, but I still feel like the kickback on a shotgun is going to be enough that it would take your eye out if you were using a scope. But I mean, the way you're supposed to brace it, I don't, it, it's not supposed to jump back like that. You're supposed, it's supposed to go up. The kickback goes up, not back. Well, then maybe it should be called kick up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the new Chainsaw Man opening kick up. Kick up. Uh, so I don't know anything about guns. Don't come after me. Uh, the art in this is really inconsistent, which is funny. Like all the animals are super high detail, but then the people look kind of wonky and sometimes off model, which is really funny. Uh, so he gets, he, he almost gets eaten by wolves and this like Amazon sized elf woman saves his life. And he wakes up naked next to her all a, a berserk when Casca saves uh, Guts. That's how she saves his life from being attacked by a wolf. And she's like, oh, I'm such an ugly, ugly elf lady. He's like, oh, you're super hot, but whatever. And then he goes to visit uh, their elf village. And the elf uh, leader is like, I need you to do me a favor. We know that you're from another world. Uh, can you marry uh, this elf lady? Her name is Sauron, I think, or Sarzon. I should really know this name. Uh, like yeah, the Sar- bad guy from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Sauron. S-A-R-A-N. Sauron, maybe. Uh, and he's like, uh, she's not uh, attractive by our standards in our elf village. Her titties are too big and her ass is too fat. So please marry our oh ugly God. elf. <laughs> it's so he almost says that word for word. I, he says her breasts are too plump and her thighs are too thick or something. And our Let's main character's go. like... You know, I'll take that off your hands. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, if, I, if I really have to. Oh, boy. It's so funny. Um, that's really all that happens in the first volume. They get married, and then they like go on an adventure and uh, meet other elves. I really like it. I can't recommend in good faith anybody pay $15 for this, but it's fun. Uh, I will probably read volume two, but I love that it's written by Jupiter studio, which just seems like we don't want anyone to know who actually wrote this or like it's, yeah, it's literally written by committee. No, no decent human like thought of this. It might be based on a book because it has three credits on the front. It has story by art by and character designs by, uh, I don't know. But I had fun. I really just wanted an excuse to say her titties are too fat. Please marry my ugly elf daughter. (laughs) Why Um, isn't that the title of the book? Right. Uh, But also, so it's about short kings because he's like a foot and a half shorter than her. Uh, and also the reason they get married is because uh, her elf genetics gives her the a human lifespan. Whereas all the other Uh elves live for 200 years. So he's like on top of her titties being too fat. She actually doesn't live very long and nobody wants to marry an ugly elf lady. That's going to die. You know, (laughs) it's like, what the fuck is this manga? Seriously? It's out of control, but it's very funny. (laughs) If you can, if it's like on an app and you can read it for essentially free, the first (laughs) chapter is pretty funny, but I don't know. It's uh, it's a good time. Just don't buy it, probably. Hey, is this up on Azuki? 
Oh my god, I hope so. Well, it's a Seven Seas joint, so I don't know if they have a partnership. Oh, okay. But if Seven Seas has their stuff uh, streaming anywhere. Anyway, uh, so we're going to talk about One Piece Film Red. This is now a spoiler, uh, non-safe zone. Kyle, I know that you said you may hang up at this point. Yeah, I'm going to go, but it's okay. Good luck, uh, you know, on the one line, on the grand line. I know what One Piece is. I'll uh, I'll let you guys do it. I can't know. Grand line, there's the red line, there's the north blue, the south blue. There's the East nuts. blue and the west blue. Yeah, there's <laughs> the the nuts blue. Thanks. For- All right, go crazy, guys. I'm going to head yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see Will you next do. time, Kyle. Yeah. So, okay, Kyle's gone. Now we can talk shit about him. I hate that yeah. guy. Oh, no. my God. Yeah, more Always like, talking about movies. Yeah, more like Bat. Man, I can't wait for him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. One Piece film red. I'm going to let you take the lead on this because I don't know a goddamn thing about One Piece. I watched this just because it was a movie in theaters, and I like doing that with anime. Okay, cool. So so great time at the cinema this past week, folks, as we saw One Piece film red, the latest uh, uh, theatrical release from Toei for the One Piece franchise that's been taking the world by storm. Uh, yeah, like this movie is, it's basically the Luffy and the gang, they go to Coachella. Yeah, and they, that's about it. And they meet, yeah, and they meet uh, Luffy's old childhood friend who's a Vocaloid. Yeah. <laughs> like if... Like, like Uta's design is very much like, it feels like somebody said, Hey, Oda, if you were to design a Vocaloid or like a VTuber, what would she look like? Well, I'll tell you what, when we're doing the wide (laughs) shot, she's going to look CG. (laughs) That drove me nuts for how like high budget early on, there was a lot of still frames and CG nonsense. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. But then the movie was so well animated for the rest of the film that it's like, did they really just like do that to save $10 to animate the fights better? Uh, No, I think it's just a case of uh, they were getting, they had someone like actually do a dance for that. That must've been. And so they just, yeah. And so they just rigged over it. I feel like that might've just been the case. Yeah. It's a, My girlfriend read a review after this that the reviewer said, this was a film made for fans of One Piece, to which I said, who the fuck else would a One Piece movie be made for? Yeah, very much You know, like this manga that's been going on for over a thousand chapters, we decided to make a movie that was actually for people that hated it. That would be crazy. They just do one where Luffy dies. (laughs) Yeah. We decided to make an hour and a half of Luffy getting a, a catheter stuck up his wing wang. This is for people well, I, that hate One Piece. Well, I mean, Luffy's rubber, so I don't even know if that would That's that fair. would bother him. Uh, I am going to, uh, before we even get too far into this, I did not like this movie. Uh, I didn't hate it, but uh, I found it very hard to follow. I, I thought that uh, it got really confusing at the end, and not just well, because... Well, couldn't that just be because you don't watch One Piece? No. I, okay. It's because they were jumping between consciousness, and I had trouble telling what universe I was in, uh, and everything's moving so quickly on screen. 
like some of it, obviously I don't know who all these characters are, but mm. it just like, uh, I had trouble cause so this film, a lot of it takes place in the real world and in a dream world. Right. And I had trouble telling where we were at multiple points in the film. I don't think they made the two worlds distinct enough. Because, like, Luffy would be in a bubble, and then he wouldn't be in a bubble, and then he was in a bubble again, and I was just like, what? what is happening? Uh, well, I, like, I spent most of this film wishing that I was watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> like, that's how, that's uh, what I came away with. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I guess, breakdown of the plot. Yeah, like, Luffy and the gang go to Coachella. And, yeah, like, the movie is centered around Uta, who's, uh, who's like, a movie OC character that was created by Oda, which, like, weird enough, I've been reading, like, press for this this whole thing, and turns out Uta's supposed to be, like, canon to the manga, but this movie is not considered canon. Is she in the manga? That's a weird thing. So she has shown up like in the manga. It was like a really sparing, like real quick, like blink and you'll miss it thing where like before the movie was in production. No, like when, when the movie premiered in theaters in Japan, okay. There was a chapter where, uh, some stuff was going on and Shanks shows up and then, you see just like this thing where he's thinking about all these different flashbacks of uh, him meeting these different people. And one of them is Uta. So something I thought was really interesting, and this is me not having a ton of familiarity with one piece is like Shanks is an important character, right? He was in like the first chapter. Like my understanding is he's kind of what, kickstarted this entire story is because doesn't he like run away or something or gets attacked and Luffy's like, I want to be a pirate just like my hero. I don't remember exactly Uh, how it goes. I know he's wearing his hat. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like he meets Shanks and Shanks is, is like a very formative, like influence on him. And yeah, he decides he wants to be a pirate because he wants to be like a dope dude, like Shanks. And And that's when Shanks like gives him the hat. So, like this is a character that I assume shows up frequently because he seemed to be like a God in this movie. So Shanks shows up like pretty sparingly. He's mentioned every once in a while, but uh, from what I understand, like looking back, he only shows up in like maybe 10 episodes of the anime. So where I'm going with this is if Shanks is such a formative, important, pivotal character, the logic jump that I have to make to be like, oh, by the way, he had a kid that we just forgot about until episode 1025. That, I, I just, I thought that was kind of funny. And so I spent the whole movie thinking that she was like an illusion. Like we we're going to find oh, out no, that like, she's not real. Oh no. Like, yeah. Like, so. But she was real. That was actually, that was actually something I found very interesting is like the whole concept of Uta and how, I feel like she fits pretty well in the the story of One Piece. Like, if you just say, oh, yeah, like, this was a girl that was on Shanks's ship when he first showed up in Luffy's town. Yeah. And then he shipped off one day, came back, and she wasn't there. I guess if 
the like that made sense to me as someone who like reads one piece yeah i mean i guess if if shanks really only ever hung out around luffy for like two weeks then i could buy that like i i i just assume that they like hung out for years together and he just forgot he had a daughter until this movie but if, yeah, if he was no. really only in his village for like a couple of days it the way it's it's like uh framed is it seems like there was a span of time where like that's where like Shanks's base of operations was. So mm-hmm. he would like ship off and then they would port in Luffy's town. I guess the other thing that I was really confused by, and this didn't play into my dislike of the film. This is just me not knowing things about one piece is I remember, cause I read maybe the first 10 volumes. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the pirates, particularly the big chonky boy, like shooting <laughs> someone point blank in the head and being like, we're pirates. Of course we kill people. But then in the right. movie, Shanks is like, don't kill people. We're good guys. And Luffy's well, like, Shanks would like, never kill people. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that we covered this. But here's the thing. Like Shanks kills people who are trying to like kill him. Like the dude that the chonky boy shot was a guy who was trying to shoot Shanks in the head. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. So like but Shanks isn't just going to like, they don't murder. kill citizens. They kill other pirates that are trying to kill. Yeah. Them. Exactly. Yeah. Like Shanks isn't going to just like kill a bunch of dudes, especially if they're being like mind controlled to fight him. Like, sure. Yeah. So is yeah, he a so God that, character now? They implied that he had like God powers at the end of the film. Uh, who Shanks or Luffy? Shanks. Well, Luffy too. Luffy turned into like super Saiyan four Goku, which I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. So did he eat another fruit? No. So like uh big time one piece spoilers uh the so it's revealed recently that luffy's fruit is not the gum gum fruit it is the human human fruit model nika so big time one piece lore there's apparently like tales of this sun god called nika who's going to bring liberation to all the people of the world and apparently that fruit is like based on his abilities and that's what Luffy ate. He didn't eat the gum gum fruit. Okay. The so, gum gum fruit is just like a, a name that people gave the fruit to like hide its true origins. Okay. Yeah. That's so I, I just, I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> can his ship turn into a dog in the show or was that a movie quirk? That's another movie quirk. Uh, the I feel like the the short answer to that is it's another thing that they can market and make a plush out of or a keychain and sell at the movie theater. I would have bought uh, it. I loved him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think what they were trying to do with that was uh, so a while back in One Piece, there was this whole thing where people talked about how uh, a ship that's really cared for and has a crew that looks out for it develops something of a conscience, mm-hmm. like it, like its own, like a uh, sentience. Cause they, they kind of alluded to the fact that their last ship was sort of like that. So I think that's what they were, they were doing with uh, their ship, okay. like falling asleep and turning into a, a little lion boy in the dream world. I loved it. And Luffy was really disappointed at the end. 
Yeah, that was another way to differentiate between the dream world and the real world. Is like the dream world is where Sunny is. Yeah. Well, it was mostly during the fight at the end that I got confused about what. Was oh happening. yeah. Oh yeah, because like yeah, that was when like the two worlds started to merge. Um, one more question before we move on. Uh, my partner asked this, and I didn't know the answer. What happens if you eat more than one devil fruit? Do you get multiple powers or do they like, does one cancel the other out? Does this All right. Come so up? this is, so this is like a super interesting thing is that the, the going idea is that if you eat more than one devil fruit, you'll explode because the two devils are going to fight in your body and kill you. But Uda there's eats more than one in the movie though. What happened? Uda, because doesn't she eats a sing sing fruit as a kid, but then she eats yeah. the sleep the 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 cocaine fruit. Those aren't those aren't devil fruits. That's just a mushroom that keeps you awake. Oh, that's just one piece cocaine. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's one piece speed. But yeah, there's a major character, uh, Marshall D. Teach, also known as Blackbeard, who ate two devil fruits. And now he has two devil fruit powers and no one understands how he was able to do that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, they go to one piece Coachella yeah, and they get trapped because when you listen to her music, you go into a dream world. Right. Um, I thought that the beginning of the movie was really rough. I, cause like the first half hour was essentially a music video. And I sat there like, if this entire movie is a two-hour music video, I'm walking out of this theater. Really? Oh. Like, uh, the songs were fun. Right. I actually did like like the songs. I just, I thought that it took too long to get going. Ah. But it sounds like you <laughs> felt the opposite. Yeah, I did. I, I liked the songs. I felt like they were, they did a good job of like, keeping you engaged with what's going on. Uh, <laughs> one thing I was, I wish that there was more of was, uh, so Brooke, the skeleton who's on Luffy's crew, he's actually the magician, the bah, musician of the crew. And so I was hoping since this is a movie that's heavily focused on music, that he would have more to do. That's why he sings to save them. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. a lot more sense now. Right. Yeah. Cause he's a musician so he can read sheet music. Oh, you so know, when they... there was a character. This is a quote directly from my partner. Who was that milf on top of the building in the sunglasses? She appears like two times, oh, says something ominous, and then you never see her again. Oh, that's Califa. She's a she's a cop. Oh, she's with the okay. she's with what is essentially like the one piece equivalent of the CIA. Okay. Yes. She works for the world government. Yes. Or whatever. Right. They they have like this uh, internal espionage group called a uh, Cyperpol. Nice. And yeah, there she's a member of site. She was previously in Cypherpole 9. Now she is in Cypherpole 0, who are like the the top top motherfuckers. That's the super secret CIA that gets to order the special menu at Taco Bell. Yes. And also <laughs> destabilize governments. 
and kill people. <laughs> nice. Just all the fun shit. Yeah. Was were the pirates at the beginning that attacked Uta? Are those main like characters from the manga? Like, uh, like the mirror the, witch and the uh, endeavor. The, yes, the mirror witch and endeavor are from uh from like a, a they're actually from like the next arc. Uh, Kyle's gonna be in after he finishes up with Dressrosa and stuff. So I guess that is kind of spoilers for him. Yeah, I guess that would have been. Oh, my better joke would have been the witch from Ranking of Kings and Endeavor. My bad. Oh my gosh, yeah. Because he's all mirrory and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. So what, what did you like about the film? Yeah, I enjoyed the music. I I actually enjoyed Uta as a character. I was uh I was really interested to see like, oh man, is she really like Shanks' daughter or did they just like find her in a hole one day, which turns out that's, that's <laughs> actually her origin. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought uh, was fine. That made, that made more sense to me. Cause like he wouldn't abandon his actual daughter. I would hope. Hey, that is his actual daughter, sir. One piece is about found family. Okay. Fair enough. But like, yeah. you know what I mean? I get what you mean. Like he found her in a box. Yes. <laughs> and it really makes you think like, why, why they, why these pirates that they were fighting have a baby in a box? You know, I don't question the motives of pirates. <laughs> why did hook want to kill Peter Pan? Because Peter Pan's just kind of a dick like that. Well, that's <laughs> I always assumed that was, wasn't the story that like Peter Pan cut off his hand or some shit? Well, yeah, but they were fighting before that. I mean, it's probably an allegory for fighting uh, aging. <laughs> yeah, I want to live forever but, because I'm Hook. Yes, uh, the yeah, and so I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed that. I I was surprised by the movie. Like my original thought for how the movie was going to turn out is. They were going to go to One Piece Coachella. It was going to be revealed that Uta was Shanks' daughter. And then the Navy was going to come in and be like, that's red-haired Shanks' daughter. Arrest her. Because that's that's a thing they do when they find out you're the child of a notorious pirate. So does he have another kid? Because there was another guy with red hair that I thought said something like, I'm going to protect my sister. Or am I misremembering? I feel like you're misremembering. Who was the other guy with red hair? I don't remember another guy with red hair. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You're thinking of Katakuri. Okay. So, no. uh, His sister was uh, the mirror witch. Oh, I got you. Yes. That's that's how that works. Because they're they're with the big mom pirates. And their whole thing is like, all the pirates and big mom's crew are literally her children. Like she's had hundreds of children. Well, you don't become big mom by not having kids. Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, I, f- I would have preferred if there were more like, uh, like solitary fights, like one-on-one fights between, different guys in Luffy's crew. Cause that's usually a thing that happens in uh, the one piece movies. Like you'll at least get like Zoro gets a fight against some sword guy. And 
or Sanji gets a fight against some karate guy. Yeah, I think now this is obviously just a problem that can't be solved. For me, I just thought there were too many characters. And so like they would do mm. the fights and they would just have to go down the bullet list of like, okay, you do a super move. Now you do a super move. Now you do one. Now you do one. It, it, it just like, if you've read all of one piece, it's probably a lot easier to follow because you know who all these people are, but it right. just like, there's so many goddamn characters. <laughs> uh, I did like the guy that had the portal Two technique. The, oh, the, the, the door, door guy. Door, yeah. Yes. <laughs> What do you think about when he got turned into a, like a, I don't know, a munchkin? And then he could only do, make small doors. That was yeah. funny. Uh, okay. I didn't understand the bear character. He seemed to have, it seemed to be a joke that I wasn't getting. He would like make a noise every once in a while. And I'm guessing that's a reference to something he does all the time. Oh yeah. That's a, uh, that's Beppo. He's a, uh, the, the, yeah, law the uh, guy with the huge sword he's that's his uh first mate and he really just doesn't do much he's like he's like the that episode of the simpsons where like there's a bunch of dudes fighting on the lawn and homer's like oh man that little guy's going to do something i want to see it oh <laughs> yes that's that's him <laughs> cuz apparently he's like he does something, but like we don't, we never really see it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things because it, it it was really just kind of a two hour fight scene. Yeah, like how'd you feel about the the final fantasy final boss fight they have at the end? I mean, I thought it looked really cool, but it was just hard to focus on. Mm. Um, and I also, I didn't know that Usopp's dad is, uh, one of Shanks's pirate friends that apparently. Oh yeah. That's, that's like the whole reason Luffy and Usopp know each other is cause like when Luffy landed on Usopp's Island and met him, he was like, oh yeah, you're Yasop's son. Oh. You guys look totally alike. And he, I just he said he had a son who lies a lot. It's yeah. Been so, cause I read that chapter like back when it came out. So I just forgot. Right. <laughs> My only real memories of One Piece is the chapter where the dog like fights a lion. Oh yeah. And I remember reading that in in my dentist office as a like a middle schooler and like crying because I I was so touched by this dog fighting a battle it knew it couldn't win. Oh man. And yeah, isn't that the same kind of dog that you have tattooed on your arm? Uh I don't remember what kind of dog it was, but the dog on my <laughs> wrist is a Westie. Oh, okay. I think the dog in one piece was like a mutt or a retriever or something. <laughs> okay. But all dogs are good boys. So yeah. Gender neutral. Especially this one. He's fighting a lion to keep his pet store open. Uh, good dog. Yeah. I thought it was a really pretty movie. Uh, like it certainly was one of the reasons I go to see these films, even though I don't have a lot of context is just, it's fun to see anime with a feature length budget. And for that, mm -hmm. I got my money's worth. I got to see like really cool animation on a big screen with surround sound. But I thought the movie was too long, but I'm also not a one see, piece guy. See, I feel like uh, it could have benefited from being longer. 
I think that way, like a lot of these scenes would have had more room to breathe and it wouldn't have felt as hectic. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it. They could have also trimmed the fat in other places. Well, like, I don't, I don't want to trim any fat. I want more songs. Yeah. (laughs) Give me like two more songs. They could have have taken out the underground guitar monsters part. I went to miss that. That didn't seem to attribute to the plot in any way. Oh yeah, the guitar. Yeah, the guitar robots that they fight. What's Nico uh, Robbins' power? Is it to just have many arms? Yes. So <laughs> she has a. She ate the fl- bloom bloom fruit, and that makes like parts of her body bloom in other places. Bloom into you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she has the power to bloom into you. So like, if she wanted, so like that's like a a thing she'll she'll have like arms bloom on somebody and like grab their wrists and stuff and like just bend them odd places odd ways that's terrifying yeah it's a, it's actually like a horrifying power when you think about oh my it god like she's there there's literally like scenes where she's like broken people's backs Using wow. that ability, yeah. It seemed like she just has a scarier version of Luffy's power. Like, because her arms were, like, stretching and making cages. Or am I just misremembering? Like, it, it's not so much her arms were stretching as, like, arms were kind of... She'll make arms, and then those arms will make arms, and those <laughs> arms will make arms, and it, yeah. Oh, that is... I don't need to think about it's kinda, that. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting the more you think about it. The teeth have teeth. The teeth have teeth, yes. Yeah, I uh I guess if if you're if you like One Piece, you'll probably like this movie. If you yeah, just kind of like One Piece like I do, I don't know if I can recommend it. Yeah, if you're if you're what's it called? If you're a uh, Grant from uh one of ANN's writers, uh you'll love this movie cuz Nico Robin is on her hot girl shit. All throughout nice. the movie, so yeah. Uh, Nami doesn't do a lot in the movie, I noticed. She does not, like most of them really don't do too much in this movie. Just And I think that's uh, one of the cases of just the crew is so big at this point. It's like 11 people, so it's yeah. like you really can't find uh, uh, like big character moments for all of them in these movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to say about One Piece? Uh, yeah. So, so what was like a song that stood out for you? Oh, uh, yeah. they kind of all felt similar to me. I I would have hmm. to listen to them again. All right. Like I I don't think any of them were bad, but none of them like were stuck in my head after the film. Okay, I would say like the the last song, like the one that she uses to wake everybody up. I felt like that one stuck out to me. It felt very similar to, uh, the, the last song from bell. Yeah. Oh my God. You're reminding. So I, one of the things I was thinking is like, Oda saw bell and thought I can do this, but better. Because it did it just feel like is, evil bell. It certainly is like similar. I think I think that Bell has inadvertently caused a trend in musical films. Yes. Wait wait until we see uh Miyazaki's 
yeah, like he's new musical come movie. out of retirement. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna make a musical movie. Uh, yeah, I um, I thought it was fine. I don't know. Yeah, the, the I, songs I, were good. I thought they were really well recorded. I I went to see it dubbed. Oh, definitely. Which I it was interesting that they don't translate the songs in the dub. Right. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting, especially because like the the voice actor they use to voice Uta, like she's known for doing dubs of anime songs. I I know that in the Japanese, I think it's a different person singing than speaking too. So they right. could have even done yes. that. But right. I think it's just a case of them not wanting to spend money on dubbing the songs hmm. or okay. it's possible that Oda or just could, said no that could be it too <clears throat> at first I was thinking it could be a rights issue but like all those songs are like available on like iTunes and Spotify here in America so well and they were in the I movie so it. I don't know if it would be a rights issue okay they would have just muted it right um, but yeah I, I mean I guess it's also it's different companies but like bell translated all the music and re-recorded right. it mm-hmm. so i don't know uh but not too sure maybe that's something they'll do for the blu-ray release possibly because could it could it have just been like a time issue uh when did this movie come out the movie uh originally came out in japan i want to say in august and it is now the end of November. Eh. The beginning of November. Oh, beginning. Sorry. Uh, it could have been a time thing, but we'll find out, I guess. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if I have anything else to say about the film. Um, I don't think it was bad. It just wasn't for me. Right. But okay. uh, you well, as a One Piece fan really liked it. So I really liked it. I wouldn't say it's like my favorite One Piece movie that much but it it certainly is it's better than the last one that came out one, i will say that much an interesting and kind of weird non sequitur is as the film uh credits were rolling i heard more than one person in our theater say this was better than black adam and I'm like <laughs> these are not comparable films <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, it beat out Black Adam opening day. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, Dragon Ball beat out uh, whatever that Id- Idris Elba film was. Oh, yeah, Beast. Beast. Uh, yeah, it was, I heard wait. more than one person say this was better than Black Adam. Like, that's, <laughs> they're not. Okay. Like, hey, Luffy's, Luffy's kind of like a superhero, you know? He's He's flying around, punching stuff. Yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, all I've got. I don't know if you right. want to say anything else. I'm like, uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, right. I well. mean, it's, yeah, it's gr- great time at the, the, the cinema, folks. Uh, two bags of popcorn, way up. Well, uh, this has been the Gonzo.moe No Name Anime Show podcast show. A little longer than usual. But that's okay. Right. I know at the beginning I said that this is only an hour long. That was a lie. Yes, uh, we lied to you. But a lie unto you? Is yeah, that... we yeah, lie unto you. Yeah. We told you sweet lies. I'll be singing yesterday to you here on this podcast. 
Cowboy Bebop. I don't know. I don't have any more jokes. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a very Dragon Ball-y thing to say. Ball-y? Ballsy? Anyway. Ooh, ballsy. Dragon Ballsy thing. Anyway, this is a terrible outro. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> don't unsubscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're on all your favorite podcatchers. Search gonzo.moe. If you want all the episodes, go to the website, gonzo.moe. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Leave us voicemails. No one does. That's fine. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to talk about next time. Been reading a lot of manga. Been reading Blood Lad. <laughs> been reading Yokohama Kadaishi. That's pretty good. Have not been watching a lot of anime. I'm almost done with Hige Hero. I have one more episode. So that's Ooh. exciting. But uh, yeah. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to our pod show. Good night. Good night. <laughs>